Brothers of the plow, the power is with you. The world in expectation waits for action prompt and true. Oppression stalks abroad, monopolies abound. Their giant hands already clutch the tillers of the ground. Awake then, awake, the great world must be fed. And heaven gives the power to the hand that holds the bread. Yes, brothers of the plow, the people must be fed. Hello and welcome back to the American Writers 100 Pages at a Time podcast. Um, and in this episode, we'll only be talking about 60 pages of text because uh, that's the that's what we ended up either with, with Tom Sawyer Detective. Maybe I could have mixed it with the last book or something, but that's fine. I, I cut it short on uh, American Claimant, so we're, we're playing fast and loose with the rules here. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, anyways, this is the last novel that Mark Twain published during his life. I want to say, um, obviously we, we haven't been looking them in order, but I think it is. Um, and of course there's number 44 or mysterious stranger, or there's all these different versions of that book. And we'll try to get into the complicated publication history and um, edition history of that novel. Um, I haven't been able to find an audiobook version of the version number 44 in the library of America edition. Most of the editions are a shorter version where it's called Satan, not not uh, number forty four. It's 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 a weird uh, history. I'll um, we'll get into the next time. But that that was published after Mark Twain died. So I think Tom Sawyer Detective is his final uh, novel. At least it's the it's certainly the final Tom Sawyer novel. Although he tried to tried another one um, that didn't go very far. Another Tom Sawyer Huck Finn book. But anyways. Um, Let's start with a quote. Uh, you bet someday there'll be a big reward offered to them. A thousand dollars, sure, and our money. And I will trot and see the folks. And mind you, we don't know anything about any murder or any diamonds or thieves. Don't you forget that. End quote. And, and I'm just reminded that if you take the four Tom Sawyer Huck Finn novels, only one doesn't involve some kind of treasure hunt of some sort. Only uh, Huck Finn is only one that really isn't involved in in treasure and even there tom sawyer tries to make it kind of an adventure story in a way um so you have this plot throughout these stories of these young men kind of falling um bass backwards into money uh, or into treasures and things it's a little weird i don't know why he's he's so obsessed with that maybe it's some commentary in america i haven't heard seen anyone really talk about the role of money in these these books but it's there it, it's it's there in all of them so this last of the tom sawyer huck finn novels uh, and i and i think it's his last um published novel anyways we're gonna pull up the wikipedia bibliography here um obviously i don't have all his writings because uh i'm not looking at the short fiction oh we got his autobiography so that was published later um again partially posthumously um, following the Quaid, it was 1897, so that's one year after this. If we just look at the novels, um, yeah, the personal recollections of Joan of Arc is also 1896. Um, the Horse's Tale 
which which we don't have in this library collection. That's about uh, Buffalo Bill and the the, the cavalry or something. Um, I never read it. So yeah, so it's not quite the last, but but it's pretty late in in his career. He would live on for fourteen more years, and he wrote a lot of other stuff. After that, including his autobiography, uh, following the equator, is Shakespeare dead? Um, and different articles, anti-imperialist writings. Anyway, so take back all that about being the the last. But it's it's almost in the order we've been looking at them. Anyways, we're coming to the end. We're coming to the end. That's the point. Um, now, this novel is not superfluous. Is actually, I, th I think Mark Twain or sorry, Tom Sawyer abroad is kind of superfluous. It it is kind of not good it's it's uh tom sawyer's very didactic he's giving lessons geography lessons throughout science lessons it's a little weird um of a, of a book um this one i think is more thematically tied to to what we've seen in tom sawyer huck finn's other books um the other books about them and it's even though it's a little weird at times we do have Tom Sawyer being kind of Sherlock Holmes and Huck Finn being Watson. And that kind of forces the characters beyond where they should be. Like, especially the final courtroom scene where Tom Sawyer jumps up and solves the crime. It's a little out of character, I think. Not that Tom Sawyer is not capable of, like, standing up and, and making a declaration of some sorts. But it's, it's really fitting the trope of detective fiction in you know into these characters um so anyways uh it's a very short novel 60 pages long it covers tom sawyer and huck finn's trip to the phelps farm sometime after the events of the adventure of huckleberry finn the events of tom sawyer brought aren't even mentioned here so they're, they're that's kind of retconned out of the story or at least it's not it's not really mentioned the other events are mentioned especially the huckleberry finn story so that's the backdrop here um, because the Phelps Farm is where they f they freed Jim. Jim was already freed, of course, but what, where they played that game of freeing Jim. The plot centers on three brothers, the Dunlops. Jupiter Dunlop? Jupiter or Jupiter um, with a B, but he, is named, he gets the name Jupiter because of the, the mark on his leg being shaped like Jupiter or whatever. Uh, he's a Silas farm laborer. Jack Dunlop is a convicted escape, escapee from jail. And he stole some diamonds from his ex-partner. And then we have Bruce, or Brace, sorry, Brace Dunlop. He's a more established man in the community, but he's not a friend of Silas. So they all have some gripe with Silas Phelps. Um, some reason maybe getting back at him. So you need something like that for a mystery novel, right? You need different motives and, and, and different reasons people might have committed the crime, right? Everyone has to, have to be a suspect. Um, now... Tom and Huck get involved in this mess when they begin to aid Jack in evading his former partners. Uh, he's got the diamonds. So they're interested in that, the treasure hunt and things like that. When Jupiter goes missing, Silas gets accused of murder and then is put on trial. And eventually uh, Tom Sawyer puts it all together and realizes that there was a body switch and, and a frame job involving, and, and it was all involving like getting back at Silas and and the and the diamonds is what it's about but since they're brothers you have kind of the body switching kind of thing going on so 
Indeed, the interesting thing here is Silas eventually confesses to striking Jupiter, uh, which he did, but and he thinks he assumed later on when he was dead that he's the one who did it, but actually he was dug up out of the grave by the real murderers, and Silas was made to think that he, he killed Jupiter. Um, now, this is still a slave society built on terror and violence. Um, so, you know, violence was a part of life in the South and even in Missouri, which, you know, not deep South, border states. I guess this was farther down South, right? This is the felt farm. So this is not like in Mississippi or something um, or Arkansas. I forget. Um, but violence like this becomes a legal issue of import when it's a free man being harmed, right? Women and slaves were not protected by, by laws. Quote, he, Silas, said Jupiter pestered him and aggravated him until he was so mad he just sort of lost his mind and grabbed up a stick and hit him over the head with all his might and Jupiter dropped in his tracks. Then he was scared and sorry and he got down on his knees and lifted his head up and he begged him to speak and say he wasn't dead. Um, now, in fact, Jupiter only fled the scene after being beaten, but it does show the true character of Silas and the nature of rural society in antebellum America, the, essentially being based on violence and, and class elements to this violence as well, because the Dunlops, although they, they're of different class status, Jupiter is a farm laborer for Silas, right? But he's not black. <coughs> now, the final chapter shows Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn as detectives. It's only really in the la last chapter that we get the, the detective aspect of the story, although they are picking up clues throughout. <coughs> Excuse me. They're picking up clues throughout the story, but the final chapter, the longest one in the book, which it's about a third of the book almost, or at least a quarter of the whole book, is just this final chapter, which is Tom Sawyer at the trial, standing up, saying, I know who, I know I solved this crime. It's not Silas who did it. I'm going to explain it all to you and then his uh, explanation of it all. Um, proving that Silas did not murder Jupiter. Um, now, this is the second time, if you remember, that Tom Sawyer was a witness in a trial. Um, before he was as, it was as a witness here, he's more as a detective. But still, his evidence is based on things he observed. And that actually gets called out. Like, did you see this? And he's like, well, I didn't see it, but I deduced it from this fact, this fact that I did see. Um, so he's closer to Silas's not lawyer in this novel, which again, I, I think his future, Huck Finn's future, I still hope is in Indian country in some way. And I don't know what he's going to do out there. Going to be a cowboy, going to be a live out in a cave somewhere. I don't know. He's going to be free, whatever he is. Tom Sawyer's future is as a lawyer or maybe a politician, right? He's going to fight for the Confederacy, uh, you know, at some point. He's probably might even be a slave owner someday, right? Um, before slavery is finally abolished. Um, Tom, the opening quote I gave you is Tom discussing the financial boon he could look forward to if they played their cards right and uh, manipulated the situation properly. Now, the resolution of the case is revealed by Tom at the trial. Jupiter comes back to town, unable to talk and in disguise. Again, this is very much like uh, Injun Joe, uh, where he comes back to town in disguise. Um, the murder man was Jake Dunlop, not Jupiter Dunlop. He was killed by his ex-partners for the diamonds. His body was made up to look like Jupiter because they're all like brothers. They can kind of pull this off. Um, 
Bray Stunlop used the murder as a way to get revenge on Silas for not allowing him to marry the young Phelps girl, who I think we do meet in Huck Finn. Um, in the end, Tom gets his reward for, uh, uh, for the missing diamonds and splits his financial windfall with Huck. So again, they have even more money. They have all the Indian Joe money. They, they got some money abroad, too. You know, well, that's kind of whitewashed out in this story. Um, and they got this money. So they're doing well. Huck, Huck maybe doesn't have to go to Indian country. You can just, like, uh, be a rich hermit or something. That's the story. Not much to it. it. It's a nice little... It's really a short story, if anything. It, it's. I think the audiobook version is, like, two hours long. But here's why I think it's significant. We see the return of several of the themes of the Tom Sawyer novels, such as, most particularly, the odious nature of the adult world, which we see especially in Huck Finn, but also in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. The violence implicit in the search for wealth and power, um, which is in both The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and uh, Tom Sawyer Detective, we have Tom Sawyer benefiting from violence in some way. Right? It's pretty something we need to not forget about Tom Sawyer. Like, if he is going to grow up and become a lawyer someday, or a politician, or a wealthy business person, or a salesperson, or whatever, that is going to be based on wealth gain through violence he's the re recipient of violence or not the recipient the recipient of the of the wealth gained from violence in jinjo's treasure which was all criminal based on crime um and now the dunlap's diamonds he doesn't seem to have any guilt or concern about this which you know after shooting the gilded age i suppose we shouldn't be surprised that this is how Mark Twain sort of sees the world. Um, he does seem to be growing up into his role as a rich lawyer, something akin to that, I think. Um, he's still dependent on Huck for solving the mystery, and he has to, you know, like, Huck's nose is closer to the ground, and he notices things and interprets things in a way that helps him, um, gains information through an understanding of the community from the perspective of the gutter, really. But uh, lost in this, it's also lost in Tom Sawyer Abroad, is the discourse on freedom that we got in the earlier books, I think. Um, and maybe that's just because these characters are sort of growing up. Um, I, but it seems just to be a few months or maybe a year after the events of the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. But the book's written a full decade after the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. So in our minds as readers, we're, we're seeing these characters as older. And they're and Mark Twain is presenting them as older. Um, now, Huck is still important here as a narrator. He's also humorous, fun to read. But here he's less of an, a, an, a protagonist. And like in Tom Sawyer Abroad, he's more of just a foil for Tom. Give him something to talk to. Um, sometimes he might be correct, but sometimes he has to be corrected. But he's just there for the, for the dialogue almost. And that's such a sad place to have our great character of Huckleberry Finn. Um, in both of these later Tom Sawyer novels, Huck makes few autonomous choices. He's just sort of along for the ride. He really is a Watson in this one, and he's even less than that in Tom Sawyer Abroad. He's not even in the title, except he's kind of there as the author, I suppose. We give Tom, Mark Twain credit for at least including him as the narrator, but the narr he didn't have to be the narrator. There's nothing special about Huck Finn being the narrator in these novels. This is in sharp contrast, of course, to The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, where he confronted deep moral questions and, and overcame them. Um, for me, 
What's really tragic in this novel is the growing gravitas of Tom Sawyer, as seen in the final courtroom scene. The child who tried to get out of going to school, fought neighbors, played pirate, uh, you know, tried to get out of work. That character is dying. He's slowly dying. He, he's barely, you can barely see him anymore. And, and really, the only place we can go with this character is him going to university or getting a job or becoming a, a bit of a con artist like the Duke and the King. I don't quite know, but it's something like that is Tom's future. As for Huck, by not following through on his wish to go west, but does he really have a place in this world either? Where is he supposed to be? What's his future? To, except to be like an underclass. Eventually, Tom will stop playing with Huck. Huck will... I guess he has some resources, but maybe he'll lose them because he's not really attached to money the way, way Tom Sawyer is. I don't know his future. He doesn't seem to have a place in this world or, and he's not going west. So um, maybe Huck will just eventually slowly be civilized and just be uh, fit in the rest. It's all very sad in this sense. Uh, we, we lose, our, we lose our, our, the characters we love, I think. Um, and I don't know. There, I know Mark Twain tried to write another uh, Tom Sawyer novel. And it didn't go anywhere. What was it about? Um, so we got Huck and Finn Among the Indians. He wrote nine chapters of that, um, unfinished. He wrote, there was a Huck Finn fragment in 1897. Schoolhouse Hill, which is the Mark, or not the Mark, the Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn version of Mysterious Stranger. Uh, ten chapters called Tom Sawyer's Conspiracy. Tom Sawyer's Gang Plans a Naval Battle. Do any of this exist? Let me know. Let me know. If, does, do, do these fragments exist? Are they just, we just know he wrote them from like his autobiography or from notes? I mean, or, or are these actually around? Because, you know, I'm looking at this bibliography. There's enough here for other volumes of, of Mark Twain. For the Library of America. I know a lot of the short writing listed here and the short stories are included in the two volumes we have of that, but uh, Letters from Hawaii. I know some of that's in uh, Roughing It, but um, his autobiography. Some of these fragments. I don't know. The other versions of Mysterious Stranger. I think I think they should they should re revisit maybe Mark Twain. I, d I don't know if it'd be a very popular edition though, I don't, and I don't know how much that goes into their consideration. I, I see some of the books they publish. I'm just like, is this going to have mass appeal? I don't think so. I think Library of America is doing kind of important pre preservative work um, that goes above and beyond like the financial. And they're not a nonprofit, of course, but I, I don't want to get in their head, but. Um, you can see like they publish like the Ursula K. Le Guin stuff, which probably is making money. And I think that allows them to publish other books that maybe aren't going to be as big sellers. Like one I'm going to look at shortly, I think. Maybe it'll be after the summer, but Albert Murray, um, who was a cultural critic from the civil rights generation. But um, I'll talk more about where I'm going to go in the future. I have it kind of nailed down. I know I've been talking a little bit about it. I have it a bit nailed down where I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to do some black writers first and then probably in the fall start doing more 20th century girls Carson McCullers, Eudora Welty maybe, Flannery O'Connor that's looking ahead but uh, definitely we're going to get some black writers I just don't know which ones uh, maybe I should do Black Reconstruction in America um, that's been published I don't have that ver edition 
but I have Black Reconstruction in America, a different version of it. So I could just do it and pretend I'm reading the, uh, the Library of America version. But anyways, I guess that's it for now. That's my thoughts on on uh, Tom Sawyer Detective. It's not bad. It's 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 definitely of the two Tom Sawyer or broader Tom Sawyer Detective. I would say read this one. So next time uh, we'll look at the, uh, Mysterious Stranger. Um, actually, we'll be looking specifically at the number forty-four Mysterious Stranger version. If you have access to that, most editions you find is just Mysterious Stranger, which is shorter uh, and totally entirely different. These are totally edited differently i i'm gonna have to research a little bit more of the publication history of these but um the version we're going to look at is the one in the book um so anyways i'm looking forward to it it's a good one so i will see you next time thanks for listening of the plow come rally once again come gather from the prairie wide the hillside and the plain not as in days of yore, with trump of battle's sound, but come and make the world respect the tillers of the ground. Awake then, awake.